Welcome to another show of Don't Get This Twisted. I am Rob, along with my co-host, Tina. How are you doing, Tina? I'm good, Rob. How are you? Not too bad for a uh, weekday in the rain. I hear you. So today we're going to talk about a more serious subject that we do every blue moon here on the show. We're going to talk about um, childhood trauma and molestation. Um, we brought on a guest today. And we're going to have Tina tell a story that happened to her. And we're going to talk to a guest today. Um, before we get too deep into the subject, just want to make sure that everyone knows we're not doctors. We're just opinions. We're just trying to give our opinion on this. And hopefully you guys get something out of it. And on that, I will throw this lovely podcast over to my co-host, because she's going to take a very large chunk of this today. Yes. So um, we kind of wanted to talk about childhood trauma and things that we've gone through. I think as women, we have a lot of us have similar stories and we don't ever get the therapy or the help that we need or even talk about it in a way that that lets other people know um, where to find the strength or how to get through things. I think that uh, we all have stories, but we just kind of keep them to ourselves. Like it's our fault. And I, uh, I know I did. I was, um, when I was four, I was molested uh, repeatedly for about nine months. My parents had separated. My dad wasn't home with us. And uh, a family member uh, decided that, that that was, what he was going to do was to be sexual with me. Um, like I said, it went on for nine months. It was probably the worst nine months of my life because I felt like I didn't have my dad protecting me. And it was constant. This went on um, several times a week. Um, I was, I, I did not feel protected. I didn't feel like my mom was watching us. My mom was going through her own thing because my parents had separated for that time. And uh, it was a family member that did this. So it, it happened repeatedly and, and often. Um, I remember when my dad would come to visit that I would just say, dad, please don't leave me here. Don't leave me. But I never really told him what happened. I, I kept that to myself because I just wanted the family to be together in whole and not, you know, not further traumatize me by, by not, um, not sticking together. And so I went a long time with this family member, you know, seeing him at, at family reunions and, and weddings and funerals and what have you. Um, and not really knowing how to deal with it. I felt very much alone and isolated and scared and, you know, I remember going to family functions and this guy would come up to me and hug and kiss me like he did every other person in the family. And, and I would cringe, but I, I didn't know how to say, you know, don't touch me. Don't, you know, you're an asshole. I, I don't know. I couldn't mm -hmm. figure out how to do it. So I went until I was about 18 and 18, we had a huge family reunion 
And I finally broke down and I told my dad, I don't want to go to this thing. And this is why my dad kind of freaked out. And he said, what do you want me to do? Cause if I, if I confront him, I'm going to kill him. Mm-hmm. You know, how does that even work? Like you tell an 18 year old that their dad's not going to be around because of something that happened years before, because he's going to go and kill the person that did it. You know, I, I, so I told him not to say anything and I just made sure to stay away further from the family member that, that had done that. And, um, it went on, let me see. He, okay. So in my thirties, he, he started the person that did it to me, he was diabetic and he started to have pieces of his, his feet and his ankles cut <laughs> off because of, uh, complications due to diabetes. And I remember thinking, thank God that that happened because he won't be able to chase kids around and I know that's kind of a, a messed up thing to say, but that's, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I was like, good. They can't, he can't catch them. He won't be able to get the kids. Um, I had told friends or not friends, but like family members that I consider more f- friends to me about it. And then I found out that he had done it to other girls in my family and I was the oldest. So I also went through the guilt of feeling like if I had said something sooner, maybe these, these girls wouldn't have had the same traumas happened to them that happened to me, um, which is very common for people that, that are molested to take on the guilt or, or the, the responsibility for, for others' actions. So anyway, I, I went through all that. And then about, gosh, let me think. I was about 35 when I chose to tell my mom Now, at this time, my mom, you know, this is years later, 31 years later, mom and dad are still together. Everything's fine. Mom had had a a traumatic brain injury and she was on a lot of meds. And here I'm trying to tell her what went on and she didn't want to believe it. I, I believe she didn't want to believe it because A, she dropped the ball on us at a time when she shouldn't have. B, the guilt of what she had done to make all this stuff happen was too much for her to handle. And then you throw in the medication and the guilt and it, it was just too much for her. And I, I had told her, and there was other family members like staying here at the time. And they literally had to tell me cause she went ballistic to stop. And that I wasn't gonna get the acknowledgement from my mom that, that it had happened. She couldn't believe it, wouldn't believe it. And it was causing her trauma. And I thought, wait, how, how is it that I have to suck this up because she's having trauma? Like this was my trauma. This was something I went through and, and I couldn't, I didn't get the validation from her. I didn't get the, I didn't get the support. I didn't get the, I'm sorry. I didn't get any of that. And it was truly, uh, it was heartbreaking because your mom's supposed to have your back. And my mom not saying my mom was a bad mom. She was not. She was the super mom until she couldn't be because of the brain aneurysm. But um, yeah, I felt like she dropped the ball on me and I was not safe and I never felt safe. And because of all that, that had gone on, I find that I try to control things and situations and I don't go with people in their cars. I take my own car because I always want to be able to get out of the situation because I never felt safe. Um, I remember when I was, when I was adopting my daughter 
we had to go through all, they had to do a mental check on us to see that we were right. And they asked if we had 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 sexual trauma, which I had had. So I had to write a story about what had happened and be explicit. I had to tell them details, which I thought was none of their fucking business. But here I am trying to adopt a kid. So I guess they wanted to make sure I was saying enough to to deal with it. So I, right. I told the story. And one of the questions that they had asked was, how did you get over it? And, and, and I thought to myself, well, I was 35 when I realized I didn't like fingers inside of me. And it was during sex with my husband. And he was like, what happened to you that you don't, that, that you don't like this? What's going on? You, do you realize you've never liked this? And I had no clue. Well, I know what happened and it happened when I was four. So in dealing with all this stuff, I think that it came up at different times in my life and I, and I dealt with it when it came up, but it, it's been a lifetime of it. I also feel like I was over-sexualized as a child because of it. Um, I, I, again, controlling my situation, my surroundings, my safety, my driving, everything, because you didn't know when you knew you weren't going to be safe. So I've grown up going through all of these things and, and trying to get over it. I think time heals tremendously. I think that, um, remembering who I was with when I was having sex, when I was having these, these crazy, like, um, memories helped a lot because you can't blame other people for what you've been through. You can't, it's, you, you gotta quit traumatizing yourself. So I learned how to, to let it go, to deal with it, to remember who I was with and remember that it was my choice to be with them instead of them doing something that I didn't want. So I went through, it's been a lifetime struggle in, in some ways and then not in some ways, but um, it was as a four-year-old, it was really traumatic. I, uh, my brother doesn't remember any of it. The only thing that he remembers until he was like four, which he was two when this was happening, was that I used to, we used to hide in the closets. Well, I used to stick him in the closet to hide because I didn't want it happening to him. And he doesn't remember it. And so all these years later, like trying to even talk to him, I can't. He has no recollection. Mm -hmm. So it's been kind of an isolating situation, too. So having said all that, um, I, I want to get into to our guest's story um, and we'll go back and forth with things. But I, I wanted to share first because I wanted to make it okay for, for Karina to share. And, and thank you for being on the show today, Karina. Yes, no, thank you for having me. I feel that I, I, I manifested this completely happening because there's been some time where I've really been wanting, I've been searching for just healing and, and um, I didn't really uh, quite understand um, a lot of things as I was growing up and, and how to deal and, you know, the therapies and all that stuff, like we don't always seek it. And um, as far as the, the, I had just, I'd been thinking a lot about a podcast and because I like to listen to them and I was like, that'd be really cool. But what would I talk about? You know, I would just think in my head and until I met you and you told me you had one, I was like, oh, wow, you know, and we just like bonded over other things as well. And, and so um, I thank you for, for giving me the opportunity 
to be on and, and speak about this because um, I, I'm ready and I'm ready to really do the healing and let it go. And, and as much as I've tried to just put it, you know, aside and not deal with that part of what happened to me, you know, it does affect us daily. Um, whether it be something as, as insignificant as, Oh, I'll meet you there. Like what you said, you know, you want to be in control and, you know, little things of like not letting go completely. You have to be, you know, in control or, or how I have my relationships, the trust factors and things. Mm. So, um, you know, my story started as, as a young girl, you know, like I can't even remember how old I was, to be honest. Like it had to be, you know, it it saddens me to think I could have been four. I could have been five, but I I can't remember, you know, and then I'm like, maybe I was seven or eight. I can't, I can't remember. And, um, it happened from, uh, um, also it wasn't a family member. It was my, um, it was someone that lived where I lived, uh, my babysitter's boyfriend is who it was. Okay. And um, so the, and uh, I think for a while they even um, lived with us, but I, I, you know, I can't remember. And then anyhow, um, it started like, you know, over little, it, it was like, um, you know, when people talk about grooming and things like that, I never understood it. But now as I, as an adult, I understand that that's what happened to me. Right. I didn't have, father in, in in the picture and um you know this this particular person when i when i think about him um i realized that i i did i did perhaps love him you know and he would you know buy me dolls and he would have me like you know sit on his lap the typical things and and um he was actually really good looking and uh in, in a lot of ways it's like things that where I, I, I blame myself even now, you know, like I did, did I like it? Did I like him? You know, because I did. I, there I did, there you know? is, there is a part of that where, or even if, um, when, when people are abducted and they're with, with the person that they've been abused by for years and years, they do talk about loving the person or, or having feelings or not wanting them to get in trouble. Um, it's amazing how someone who who goes through this traumatic experience will somehow connect with the person that did it. And then it becomes harder to to even deal with the trauma because you liked it or you brought it on or you were attracted to the person. But Mm -hmm. for me, like a person, you know, when that happens, there is there is a sexual stir that, that happens. So of course you're going to have feelings and emotions that, that may not feel right. I mean, it doesn't feel right to have them, but it does very much happen. And I've heard that over and over again from people that have been um, abused. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I think of the memories that I have of, of uh, him being active in my life where I remember the dolls that he bought me and the things, you know, those little things. And um, eventually they moved in like next door type of like not next door, but like in the same um, place. And he I know he would like lure me in like he had a fish tank and I would like love to go see the fish. And and, um, you know, the fact that I didn't have my dad and I was 
you know, living in the same apartment building. It was just way too easy to be in his in his apartment. And what I what I think of to myself is like how bold that, you know, no one ever said anything like no one thought that was weird. You know what I mean? That like nobody I was came to check on you. Yeah. that nobody came to check on me and um, and that it, it wasn't, you know, like that that didn't arise um, any type of, uh, you know, suspicion at all, you know, red and, flags. and no yeah. red flags, you know. And so. So it started off like, like I said, like, you know, as a little kid and then you're getting up older and then it would be like, you know, he would put on movies and it would be like a regular movie. And then before you knew it, you know, he'd put on a porn. And I was like, okay, well, why is she doing that? Or what, what is that? You know, like she's hurting herself. I I remember her, the girls like playing with themselves and stuff like masturbating and so that was another part of the grooming where he was trying to show me, mm-hmm. you know, so it, this took time, you know, it wasn't just one day he just grabbed me and, you know, it, it was like slow like that. And, and then, uh, you know, he would tickle me. And when he would tickle me, which I cannot stand to be tickled. Just to, no way. To now. Yeah. To no, day. I don't like to be tickled at all. Yeah, makes sense. You know? And, and, you know, like even when they do my pedicure and it tickles, like I'm like, oh, my God, I'm like holding on like so bad. Like I hate it. <laughs> but mm. um, I, and I think that's when he would uh, molest me, when he would tickle me. And then, you know, he would do stuff like he would tell me he was hurt, you know, on his penis, you know, on his, on his dick or whatever and have me kiss it. And he would be like slowly, you know, slower, you know. So it was like things like, slowly it started to happen mm-hmm. and where where it became normal to me you know and, that, and then I think that I would be intrigued and want to go like what's going to happen this time kind of thing mm-hmm. and and um whether and, and a lot of that that stuff I just remember being linked to him and that I liked him because like I said he's really good looking had this really nice and uh Impala, like two, like 60, 1964 Impala. And he was just like, to me, that, that I never thought anything of what was happening to me as bad. You know, I, right. I didn't think of it as bad. And until one day, I think I tried to kiss him in front of someone, you know, because I was used to that, you know, our our relationship. And that's when it got bad. He he put me in, in his trunk of his Impala and he told me that if I ever said anything or if I ever did anything like that, that he would put me in there and I'd never come back out. Whoa. Right. And then, and um, I must've, I was still in elementary school, you know, but I must've been in third grade or less than that. So you're little. And and like after that happened, I, I kind of just like, I think I stopped kind of going around as much. And I thought I started looking at him like he, he's going to hurt me kind of thing. And the, the craziest thing is that uh, I never said anything about it. Mm-hmm. And then as, as I got older, I started to understand that I was, I had become over-sexualized. I did want to like, you know, use the shower, the the handle, you know, and I'd like mm-hmm. go in the water and I, I would feel good. 
and I would stay in there long and all that. And um, then I ran into other situations in my family where, where my, you know, like my fear family member would try to, like when I'd come over, they like, you know, rub, hold me too, too long and like grab my boob. And, you know, I'm still like not even in, in middle school yet. And it just became like a thing where I, I felt that, I don't know why I never said anything. You know, I just felt like that was normal, that it was a bad thing to, to, it, it felt bad, but it was like, I was used to that bad feeling, you know, like that, that feeling I, like mm-hmm, that anxiety. I think it was all, it, it was, it was bad, but then the sex part was good. So you get conflicted feelings and emotions and you don't know how to deal with them. And so you just don't. And, and not even when you're that age, what, how old could you have been? 10, 11 in the third grade? Yeah. That like, how do you even have the words to say what's going on with you? I don't think, I don't think you do as a child. No. And, and the, the interesting thing is that I had a, a, a neighbor, a friend of mine, another girl, and um, we, we were in third grade. And I remember that we would make out and we would touch each other and, and I would do the things like I knew what to do. And we would like mimic, like going down on each other. And I, and I don't even think we knew where, where to put our, our, our mouths or anything, but you know, we would do that. And looking back now, I think that same thing happened to her from a, a family member must have happened because Agreed. we were just react and interacting. Like if we were playing dolls or if we, it was not sexual, it mm-hmm. was just, we were just, you know, acting it out acting it out and and her and I were friends in that in that era and something must have happened to her too but I I don't know I'm just assuming now but um and then I had like you know boys try to like force me to do things and I would say like no 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 like you're not I'm not gonna do that and or or like you know you would go play like uh, hide and seek and then they like try to do stuff to you and I just know that I wouldn't say anything about it and for a long time I I didn't say anything about my family member but I knew that when we would go to the birthdays or the any family reunion that he would like look for me when I was alone and like corner Mm me and you know try to like go up my you know like simple things like oh did you start your period yet like you know he was just like waiting to like you know and like and would like touch my like I didn't even have a, a a real boob you know it was like a little those little rosebuds mm-hmm. and him just kind of grabbing like oh I see you're growing you know things like like that and that part was the most disgusting thing was because you're so like shy that you're getting a boob or you're so like um you know you're going through puberty pre-puberty because I, I started developing young right and then and someone just takes that away from you Mm-hmm. And, and that, that was like, I think the worst part of, of that particular per individual and that it wasn't like a stranger or it wasn't, you know, those, a rape case or something like it was like someone that you're supposed to be around and, and care about or, or something like that. And, and so, in, and I never thought of it until I finally began to have sex and, um, I ended up having to go get like a, 
a pap, you know, I was going to, I wanted to get um, birth control. So they had to like, you know, check you mm-hmm. and I couldn't do the pap smear. I couldn't relax. I couldn't let her like open my legs and, and, and I would like close them. And then she's like, okay, just relax. And I knew it was my first time. So I was scared. Right. And I'm like, I told her, I'm just scared. You know, it's my first time. And she's like, no, this isn't normal. You know, she's like, did something ever happen to you? And I was like, no, what do you mean? And I didn't, I, I had blocked all of that out. And it's, it's amazing what your brain will block out so that you, mm-hmm. could, you could function. I blocked it. And then, so once that happened, then I started having the dreams and then, then I, you know, they became nightmares and I started remembering. And then, you know, I must've been like, I started having sex young. So I was probably like 16 when I started, when I first got that pops, you know, 15 even maybe. And, uh, and then that's when, um, it started, I started to remember. And then, and then it all started to come out. Like, I was like, wow, like he, how he did it. It was like slow. And, um, I, I shared that with my, my partner at the time, who's, who's not who I ended up staying with having kids with them. And I think even, you know, that relationship, he was six years older than I was. So I was 15, 14, 15, maybe. And he was already, you know, 20. Wow. And, and uh, he looked very young. I will give him that. But the truth is that he was six years older than me. And we started having sex when I was, I wasn't even 15 yet. So I was only 14 years old. And um, he was already, you know, been having sexually active. And so that's really when um, the grooming part, I think, really began, like really began because I was still a child regardless Mm -hmm. you know even now he tries to say like oh you had already been having sex and you already knew and but you know I'm telling him like there's no way you can ever justify that with that because you were already an adult like that was still statutory rape I don't care how you try to justify it it was and so that part as far as relationships wise I think that 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 messed me up a lot because I never learned like how to really make love or be like passionate or anything like that. It was always like whole like porn vibes, you know, always. And and um, it was like I felt now as as a, as a grown woman, I think of the fact that I I feel that I was always like a um, like used for their pleasure it was never about my pleasure so you pick you pick the same type of man right you know but but then I think I became became it finally kicked in where I've always been like vulnerable and I always had been hurt and you know they cheat on you and like all these things and and I started getting in this mode where I was like you know what I'm just trying to savage like I don't you know, like they're not, they're not going to fuck me. I'm going to fuck them. Mm-hmm. And, and I did. <laughs> and I, <laughs> yeah, you took and, control of your body, mm-hmm. but you control. actually didn't because you, you still, you, you didn't have the normal feelings. You still were coming from that same place of abuse. Right. But at least you took the control back. 
I took the control back and then I was like, you know what? And then I, I got, I started getting like these thoughts, like, yeah, like what I just said, I'm gonna fuck him. And I went, got a, I, I got a strap on, I bought one, a dildo. And <laughs> I was like, I'll fuck the shit out of him. And then I started getting like in this, I never in a million years would have thought that I was going to do that. But I, I, that, that switch, it turned for me and I, I didn't want to be vulnerable anymore and I wanted to be in control and I'm going to be on top and I'm going to spit on you. And I started getting like these things where I, I pushed my, the boundaries of like what men would, would allow mm-hmm. based on, um, you know, just not giving a fuck anymore because they did it to me, you know, and they didn't care about how I felt. And it's, it's, it's funny to me how, most of that those kind of things like that the men would would uh, um the guys that I had that that would allow it because I think somewhere in them they they I don't know whether they feel like they deserve it or they're you know they've never had that happen I I I don't know what but they I was like let me see if he'll let me and then like sure enough he would and I was like wow okay, that was even hard. Like, you know, and a lot of guys are like, no, no, no one knows going to touch my ass. And I'm like, mm, okay. And then I started, you know, and, but touching on, we're getting off subjects and I'm getting into my, <laughs> no, you're not. It's, it's all related. It's okay. <laughs> but the point is that later on, I really wanted to talk about that to my mom, you know, and tell her what happened to me that because she knew the persons, the people who did this to me. And, um, you know, I told her about it and she said, no, that never happened. That never happened. How you're, you're, you're imagining it. And then her whole like gaslighting me, you know, like, and, and that's something that has happened to me a lot with people in my relationships, even my, 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 my kid's dad, he always gaslighted me. And so does she, where they're just like, that never happened. And I'm like, how can you tell me that then? So I started questioning my own reality. Like, did, did that really happen? I'm like, no, I know it happened. How could I remember watching a porn? Like, how could I remember kissing him and like his dick and, and him touching? Like, I could never have imagined that. You know, and and so I started then I started thinking really hard, like I would try to meditate, like maybe I need to be hypnotized so I can really remember. And 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 then after a while, I was like, so why does her not believing me make it like if it didn't happen? That that kind of messed with me. Why couldn't she just accept it and say, I'm sorry that that happened to you? Mm -hmm. You know, but she didn't. She's just was like, that never happened. And she would always say that she never remarried because she never wanted her husband to molest us. And, you know, she had all this like righteous things of why she never had a a husband. But I I would find it so it would like like a knife stabbing me when she would like have this righteous like tell other people how she never remarried because she never wanted that to happen to her daughters. Like she protected us. And I was like, it did happen. You didn't you couldn't be there. I mean, it's, it's not her fault because how can you be there every second of the day? Right. Mm-hmm. But how did you not see the, the, the signs? I, I, I still wonder in that, you know, but re- that, that took some time to just kind of like, accept. I just accepted it. Like, yeah, that happened to me. Yeah. It happens to a lot of people. Um, 
it, I didn't deal with it until I see how, when I look at my my sexual relationships on the fact that I've tried to deal with it like that. And that's not healthy, you know, that I don't I, I don't want to deal with it like that anymore. I want to just like. I know, like in, in some ways, I, I do think I was telling myself, like, no, I'm not a sex addict. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not. But I don't know. Maybe I am. You know, like my I I have had many, um, you know, some people, they will never even like think of the things like that I've done, you know, like, well, that would never happen. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And I'm not even talking about like threesomes and orgies. No, I'm talking about like to just want to get back it some way, you know, in the sexual like thing. And I, and just to have control, to have that power. And, and, and it hasn't helped me heal, you know, at all. And, and that's, that's what I really want to just have that, have that healing and, and trust and, and like believe in people and, and not feel always like that I, I have to be in control. And, and it would be nice to just have like a, a, like a loving husband or like a, a, a nice, like, you know, a real relationship. Like, yeah. Like a real a healthy, you know, one. <laughs> healthy relationship. And, and, and a piece of me feels like I'm not good enough. Like I'm damaged, you know, like I know too much. And, and even if I do have, when I am with my partner, you know, or if I am with somebody, you know, new, you know, they were like, how do you know how to do that? Like, why are you so good at it? Like, and, and, and I don't like that, you know, and I, I wish that I could, you know, be horrible in bed, but I'm not, you know, and, and I feel guilty for that. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I, that's why I say like these type of things, like they affect you, whether you want to admit it or not, you know, I want to just have a normal relationship and, and uh, um, and I, I really, I really can't. And well, I, I hope I can eventually. But you know, um, speaking back on on the on the person that how you mentioned that the person that um, did that to you, how he became sick, and um, you know, uh, you you were like kind of like you know happy about it. it. <laughs> yeah. So the the guy that did the 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 family member. I saw him not that long ago, maybe a year ago at a funeral. And I was in my head thinking like, that should have been you, you know, I would be at your, I wish it was for you kind of thing. And it wasn't even a month later that he, he, uh, he was, he died. And I got the call, I got the call from my mom and she told me about him and I told her, well, he got what he deserved type of thing. She said, how could you say that? And I was like, you know what he did to me? You know, I told you. And she's like, oh, really? you're going to bring that up like that. You know, mm. like oh, that, that, that didn't even happen. You know, like he died. And I'm like, what? And I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, you know what? I can't believe that. I'm, I told you what happened. You know how I feel about it. And you're making the fact that he died like such a big deal. 
Yeah. And what I say to you is not, I'm like, how are we having this conversation? And she's like, well, you have to come, you know, to the thing because his mom and, and I like his mom. I like my family and, mm-hmm. and I want to be there for them because they, they lost their brother or their cousin. And, you know, so I didn't go for his sake. I went for theirs and I had to face, face it. And for so long, I felt a certain way towards him and I, I, I was like, you know, I think this is a part of my healing that I have to go do and, and mm-hmm. forgive him and, and ask God, you know, because that's been the only way I've been able to even get 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 by, you know, is just try to forgive him and forgive the people that what they did to me and not mm-hmm. feel like a victim. And how can that's why this is so important. I speak about this because if anyone's out there that can hear me and, and feel and relate and understand and feel like there's hope there that it's gonna you know that you can heal it or talk about it and and let it go and 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 try to make the sense of it of why things happen and and not blame yourself and not feel that you deserved it or or or, you know all these ugly feelings that come with it it's a mind it's a mind fuck because on one on one side you said that you you liked it or that you enjoyed your time with him. On the other hand, you were abused. It's you, there's, there's no one way to fix this. First of all, it it takes, it takes a lifetime of getting over it. It, you, you have to, you know what happened. You know, it happened. You, you need to remember that your mom is also here on this earth trying to get by the best she can, but that doesn't mean it didn't happen to you. And it doesn't mean that it's that it that that you didn't go through it. You did. Mm-hmm. And you don't you shouldn't need anyone to validate that for you. Let that part go, because I know that it crushed me. And I was 35 years old thinking, man, why doesn't why can't she hear me right now? Like, I'm not one to to lie or to, you know, to make up stories. But it you know, my mom couldn't take it either. And and. You talk about like the sexual things. I, I feel that I've maybe done things because I, I too was over-sexualized because of it. And because of the, the, um, the trauma, you, you just know more or you go through more. Like I was a phone sex operator at 21 and I did really well. How did I know how to talk about that at 21 when most girls hadn't had much going on. I too, just like you lost my virginity at 16. Um, I probably could have lost it even earlier. I remember, I remember we were watching Mary Poppins the first time I was finger banged by a a boy I was dating. And it was, I remember it was like nails on the chalkboard. I hated it. I couldn't believe it, but we were watching Mary Poppins. How old could we have been? You know, (laughs) like think about this, like, there's so many times even hearing your story that I think, oh, my gosh, that happened to me at that time. Oh, my gosh, I did that, too. But you yeah. can you can heal. Like I said, not having fingers inside of me. I have I be when I knew it was a problem when I when he said it was a problem, when my husband told me that, like, I didn't like it. I, I worked on that. I was like, OK, remember who you're with. This is a loving relationship that you're choosing and and you start to drop your guard 
um, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of effort. I also know that throughout your life, men pick you because of something that's broken inside of you. And, and I've experienced it myself. I know other women who've been molested or they've, they've gone through more than one sexual trauma because of it. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it's definitely something that, that as a woman, you have to acknowledge, you have to work through and, and you have to let the guilt go. And I think the guilt was the hard part for me. And also seeing him at family reunions, like you said, hated it. I remember, mm-hmm. I remember when, um, when, when the guy that did it to me died, my dad came to me and said, Hey, the funeral is uh, on this day for so-and-so he passed away. And I said, who fucking cares? I'm not going to that shit. You know, my dad looked at me like, what the hell? And I said, dad, he, he blocked it out of his mind from the time I was 18 until I was in my thirties. When he passed, my dad blocked it out because he couldn't deal with knowing that that happened and it was his family member that had done it. Yeah. So did you go? Hell no, I didn't go. I said, good fucking riddance. I'll go spit on his grave. If you make me go, that's what's going to happen. My dad said, I'd never make you go. I said, all right, I'm not going. I will tell you that. I think that um, from both, both of you, at least from the parents point of view, a, a lot of the denial is parent guilt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That no, nobody wants to admit that they weren't around while their young child got hurt. Yeah. So I think that denial is a is a very big thing when it comes to that kind of abuse, um, and obviously guilt. So the the your dad probably had guilt that he just locked away, Tina. Oh yeah, for sure. And then and then Karina, your mother is just in denial because she doesn't want to be that parent that, that let that happen. Yeah. At least that's what I, the way I would see it. Cause I couldn't imagine, I, I couldn't, you know, I mean, I had stepdaughters, so it, it's, it, it would, I, and I would have been that guy in prison. I yeah. would, I would have already shot somebody because it, and, and, and been okay with it. <laughs> so I, I definitely see, you know, trauma is a hard thing. And Karina, I'll tell you one thing, just so you know, everyone is broken in Mm -hmm. some, in some way. It's so so much that I, I tattooed it on me so I can remind me of myself in in the mirror every morning that I'm broken, but I'm okay. Yeah. And, and I think that those are, those are things that that you have to remember that it's okay. You're, you're, you're not a victim but you're healing your survivor. Yeah. And you're a warrior. Now how you fix that is, is probably talking to somebody of a professional standpoint when you feel you're up to that, someone who can take all these thoughts and put it into, you know, the bigger picture for you. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how old you are, but you know, you're, you're talking about, you want a certain kind of relationship. It's there. Um, it, it might be the diamond in the rough. It may be a needle in a haystack. You know, you're going to have to find somebody on the same level as you where they're either damaged, like a lot of us, or you're going to find somebody who's regular 
that you don't have to tell that story to. Um, you yeah, sound like I, you're, I find that story comes out though. I don't know pro- probably one but, guy that I've been with that if it was if it was a relationship um, that didn't end up knowing they. It's funny they just kind of knew because of the damage that I've um, I've experienced. And, and I could get really explicit for, for example, like you cannot touch a certain part of my vagina, like towards the back, towards like the anus, you touch that. I go through the fucking roof and it's still a part of my vagina. It should be okay. You know, if you're, if you're having sex or whatever, but going to that area, it really bothers me and it hurts. And so I find that everybody's kind of known I've been damaged my whole sexual life. Mm. So you got to, you just got to, you know what I think? I think we just need to start being honest with each other, supporting each other. You're doing a podcast about this. If that's not freaking taking your strength back, taking your, taking your body back, taking your mind back. I don't know what is because it's hard. It was hard for me to tell the story. You, you heard there was no emotion. There is no, let me just go through this real quick and tell you what goes on. Like you're, you're working on taking your life back and it's okay that, that you're more sexually advanced. I mean, since when is that ever a problem? It's only a problem if you think it's a problem. I, I don't, I don't think it's a problem, but like, no, um, I, I recently tried to get into a, this is funny how I tried to get into a relationship with somebody and I'm like, okay, this is going to be different. You know, I'm not going to talk about my past. I'm not going to bring up my exes. You know, I'm like, you know, I'm like, I'm going to be an adult and like, you know, um, those things, you know, like it, it won't, he won't have to know that part of me, which is usually what I do. You know, I don't, you know, tell people any much things and, and I, I, it's hard for me to trust trust but whether or not that's my was my intention it didn't work out that way because he turned out to know um one of my family members and um they when I saw him it reminded me of of the person that had hurt me and it it changed my attitude and I kind of thought well this is just ruined now you know like there goes that he know he know you know and like I lost like a little bit of hope about, about having a, a different relationship. But then I thought, no, don't think of it negatively. Maybe you had to face, just face it straight on. And, um, you know, he's like, what's wrong? Why do you act like that? Your cousin's here. And and I was like, oh, it's just, did he do something to you? And I was like, no, no, not at all. He never did anything to me. And when I said it like that, he was like, well, who did kind of thing. And so it, it came out. And he was like, well, you know, he, he didn't make much of it, but he didn't even realize how vulnerable I felt at that moment that I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, it's like, that was a big deal for me. And um, he just kind of, it was like regular and, and I like that, but it, it's still like that, those wounds that like, no matter what I want to do, just like, you know, get over it. How you say it, I get triggered. And then when I get triggered, then it puts me back in that in that survival mode. And I don't like that. You know, I don't want to feel that way anymore. So I hope that with talking about it more and just uh, um, 
being okay that 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 happened it's not who I am it doesn't make all of me you know there's so many parts to me absolutely there's this is a such a a minute part of who you are in reality Mm -hmm. I mean it's huge in emotion it's huge in guilt it's huge in in just like all the ways that you felt abused but if you look at it as who you are and we've been talking you're so many different things other mm-hmm. than an abused child yeah yeah I just you know I like to like you know sometimes I'll think about my inner child you know we all have that person like that little girl and um there's only been like a few times where I just really like let let it like just come out and I've really been working on on my relationship with with uh, with God and just forgiveness and forgiving um, that person because I know he's still alive and I know he's still there where 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 I grew up and um, I ended up moving back to my neighborhood and I, I would run into him and uh, I've thought of many of the things that I want to do to him. And uh, I was like, I got, I got something for him. <laughs> Where's that strap on? <laughs> but, but then I remember that, you know, I asked myself, what is it that you want from him? You know, do you want him to admit what he did and, and apologize? You know, do you want to see him hurt? Do you oh, want, yeah. what kind of justice do you want? Because um, with, the, with the other uh, family member who died, it turns out that they suspect the family suspects that he was it was a homicide and um, that it was his 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 uh, that they're trying to blame his wife. And my mom told me this, this, this uh, story and, and she made it seem like this whole like, I'm going to tell you something, but don't tell anyone. And I was like, what? What is it you want to tell me? She said, but you can't, you know, repeat this. And I was like, OK, like, what is it? And then when she told me, I was like. Oh, I was like, well, I hope she did. You know, I mean, maybe he was doing things to her, to his family. You know, mm-hmm. you never know, you know, if he did that to, to my daughter. N- know that that when when a man is doing this to a child, it's normally more than one person that he's doing it to or has done it to. It, there's there's something broken inside a person that will do those things. And it doesn't get fixed just because they messed around with one child. That's not how it works. I, you know, so, so she, she had the nerve to ask me if I would, if I would um, donate towards the lawyer piece. And, and so when, when she said that to me, I said, I can, I really had to just hold her accountable. Like, do you understand what it is you're, you're asking of me? And the fact that you don't accept what I'm telling you happened to me and, and she's like, well, that was a long time ago. That's what she said. And I was like, that doesn't mm. make a difference. You know, like that fact is it happened to me. And like, even now I'm telling you and you still aren't understanding. So my relationship with her has been very estranged. Like for, for, for the after since that, that, um, since he passed and, and uh, I, you know, I used to talk to her all the time, you know, and 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 that's what I've been really praying on that that I can I don't know how I can mend my relationship with her because I, I, I want to have it. But 
I just think to myself, like, my feelings don't matter to her. So why do I need to, like, even tell her how my day was? And, and it's turning into something bigger that, like, that it, it shouldn't be. And yeah. I think that I, 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 I want to call her, you know, you know, my birthday's coming up and, and I just, I want to push a lot of people away more and get like, well, I don't need anybody and all this stuff. And, and I know it's not true. You know, yeah. I, I, I don't know what it would take. Like, what, what is it that I want? Like, I want to like, I'm sorry. Do I just want to be heard? Obviously, I, do. I don't, you know? I'm sorry. I don't yeah. think you're going to get what you want because what, what happened has already happened. And the person that did it is dead. Yeah. You know, um, I don't, your mom clearly doesn't know how to deal with this and, and it's got to suck of being a mom and not knowing how to deal with this to help her child. Now yeah. you could, and I'm not saying that your mom's right. And I'm not saying that I'm, I'm not value. I'm not saying that I'm not devaluing your feelings. I'm not, I'm yeah. just looking as a mom, like, Oh my God, how do I, how do she, how broken is your mom that she can't deal with this? You know, yeah, I, I look at I look at stuff like that because I try to see why. You know what I mean? You you yeah. try to look for the answers and you try to fix things. But I can tell you, my mom is my mom's dead. She died four to five years after I told her this and it was never fixed. And and it was a stalemate. Like I just basically couldn't talk to her about it. And I remember feeling like I couldn't talk to her. I, I didn't feel like she loved me. I felt like she just put me up to take the abuse and, and didn't deal with it. I went through all of that, but I can tell you that parents aren't perfect. And if you could keep that in your head, when you're dealing with her, have lower your expectations or, or only have the relationship that you can have with her because you're going to miss her when she's gone. Right. Yeah. No, no, no matter what, but you need to also be true to you and your feelings. And, you know, it's it's OK to let the hurt go whenever you're ready to, because all that does is continue to it continues to to make you a victim. Mm -hmm. And it's so easy to stay caught up in that instead of finding your power and, and going through it and, and saying, OK, yeah, this is who I am, but let's use this as a way to to be better or to do more or to maybe talk to other people that are going through it, try to support them. Um, counseling, definitely. You know, I don't, I don't know what fixes it. I know just one day when, when he was dead, I, I, I could breathe again. That's what did it for me. I mm -hmm. can breathe. I didn't have to, I'll never have to go to another uh, birthday party or funeral or wedding or family gathering and have to see him again. Thank God. Like for me, that, that was healing. Um, but just, you need to let yourself off the hook. You really do. Like it's so much hurt. There's so much going on and we will talk about this more. I'm not saying that I won't talk about this with you. We, we will, there's a lot to it that you're going through, but, but remember to take your power back. You're not a victim. You're a survivor. You, you got through something that, that, most people never could have dealt with the way you did because you, you did fight. You did try to keep your power. You did try to take control back. And, and that's 
that's all a good thing. That's that'll keep you sane. But you have to forgive yourself for all of that, too. I know I went through a lot of that guilt because of the feelings and emotions that go with it, the the love hate sort of thing or the then the wanting the attention, but then getting it, knowing it was wrong. Like it's so weird. The mind fuck that you get from going through this. And, and it sounds like you're still dealing with all that. Uh, I mean, I, I think so. I think only because of, um, you know, I, I love how you, you brought that up, you know, to, to have it help me be, you know, to give me power, you know? And, and I think that I try to turn my sexuality into power. And, yeah. um, and, and I, and I know that, that it, it, um, it can only it only gets you so far because the truth is that I want my my sexuality to to bring me you know love and like, like a true connection and and uh, where I feel safe and I don't have to be in control and I can be vulnerable like and and it could be just that you know and and uh, I I think that I, I just when I think that I've experienced that it, it's like my mind or my, my body memory just takes over and it just knows what to do. And then it turns into this like sex, like, you know, this whole, like, uh, I, 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 it's crazy that I can even say like, you know, this whole goddess or this energy, like the spirit vibe comes into me and I just get in this mode. And, and then I, and then after I'm like, I didn't want that to come out. You know, I, I wanted it to be simple and, and and then it's it's just then I feel like mm, you know, and then and then of course a man's gonna want more of that and it's like oh like you're the best I ever had and I've never had anyone do that to me and how, it's like you knew it's like you just were in my head and and that and and it makes me feel like okay that's my power you know I I was but. You know, I would love to be in a, in a position where I could be the, like I could be vulnerable and my partner, my man could have the power, but it wouldn't feel like he overpowered me or, or took something from me or used me. Yeah, you know, those are those are the things where I think the real healing will really start to happen, where I can have that that relationship. And, and, and uh, I don't feel like they took something from me or, or now they don't need me anymore. And that's it. You know, like, you know, and I, I've never really had like one night stands. Like I, I don't, I, cause it's never like, well, they want more. Right. <laughs> it's the one night stand type of thing. And then like, I, you know, like real relationships don't really come from that, you know? And, and that's, that's really part of, of me even talking about it, hearing myself and knowing that that is what I want. And I know I'm capable. It's, it's possible, but I have to heal. I, have I, think, to. I think that you are on the way of healing. Because yes. <laughs> like I said, we've talked a lot off offline. Um, I, I think you're pretty freaking brave for doing this because I wasn't going to do this until you said we should do that. You know, it wasn't coming from me and you, yeah. you heard how I told my story. I think what we need to do is have another another episode 
either where we continue the conversation or we we start to pull in other people so that maybe we could find the answers. Cause I know it sounds like both of us still have healing to do. Yeah. And, and I, and I think that like, I, when I mentioned that, I, I feel like this is all, you know, meant to be and just manifested itself because I, I've, I've been wanting this. I'm searching for it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm walking the way, you know, and I'm, I'm really, uh, you know, trying to, uh, to deal with a lot of, uh, you know, do you know, you call it like shadow work and just releasing things and, and looking at the ugly things and what is it that I can change? How can I, how can I grow? You know, yeah. like I, I feel like, you know, I'm 37 years old, right? And I, I feel real immature. And like, I'm thinking like, you know, I'm, I want to, I really want to grow into this woman, you know, powerful and have, um, you know, where I can, uplift other women and um not have my my mind always um taken over by by relationships or men or things like that like I really just want peace and um I never considered myself an alcoholic because you know we just hang hang out we have a couple of drinks or things like that but lately like even since the beginning of the year just time I want like less of that in my life and just more of uh, things like I don't think of anything good that ever comes from that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm making those changes where I know they, you know, that, that leads to me to feel certain ways and do certain things that I don't want to do and having less control. And so I think. Know. I think strong women need strong women. We, I, yes. I always, I'm Native American and I always go back to, to the village or, or the tribe. I, I think that as, as a society, we've lost the support of having the elders to the kids together to learn from each generation. We've lost that. And, and I believe that you're, you're searching for something like that. Um, and I yes, think it would be good for you. It, I think even talking to me when we've talked, it, it helped both of us. So yes. I, I believe that you need to search out women that that could be positive with you and, and share stuff with you and, and start, you know, letting you know that you're not alone. Like all the stuff that you've said, I've gone through all of it mm-hmm. and, and you're not alone and it does suck. And it, it, it leaves you really broken. But I think that we need to start, we need to start making a tribe. We need to start having strong women together so that we could all come up at the same time. And I do want to do another episode with you, if you wouldn't mind. And we'll talk about other things um, and, and do a little more research on it and, and try to like put, try to put both of us back together. I think that that would be good for for both of us, but I do feel like you're, you're on a path. You're searching out healing for yourself. Keep doing that. Mm -hmm. And, and know that, that we'll still support you. I'm still here for you. And um, because of the time we, I I don't want to shut you down because once I get you talking, (laughs) I want you to talk, but because of the time we need to, we're going to need to stop, but promise me that we're going to do, we'll do something more. We'll, we'll, we're not done with this. This is just the beginning. Yes, I think so. And I'm, I'm grateful to have the opportunity and, and uh, just, uh, I think that's a, a really good, good thing to work 
towards and have like a goal to just have that where we, you know, we can uplift each other, be there for each other, learn from each other and, and, and have our power really come from, from not just from the pussy power. <laughs> well, it all comes from there. Let's just be honest. <laughs> but then, you know, I think that besides that, I think when, when your, your mind is right, you know, and then you can, <laughs> that's when you really have the real, the real control, you know, yeah. when, when you're, you can really control your emotions and, and not just try to get everything, you know, for, for me, you know, I struggle with that. You know, I, I find, you know, when I get into new situations, I find my mark. Okay. Like who is the, who's in charge? Where is yeah. he? And how can. <laughs> just know, know too, <laughs> that when you're in your thirties, you're trying to find yourself. Like you're trying to like, you're getting a grip on it in your twenties. You don't know what the hell you're doing, but when you're in your thirties, you're, you're getting a grip on yourself. You're, you're adulting at that point and, and you're changing and you're, you're growing and you're, you're finding your way. So what you're going through right now for in, in from what I've experienced is very natural. It's, it's very normal. And, and I would be worried about you if you weren't going through it. So <laughs> keep it yeah. up because the forties okay. get a lot better. They really do. Um, I heard- they do every 10 years. It seems like it's a different growth spurt, but, but also the lessons get harder. So yes. we have to, we have to prepare you for what comes next because what comes next could be a lot of fun and it could be a lot of growth or it could be really trying. You have to be able to stand on your own and be strong and, and feel supported. And, and I think that that will help as well. I know it has me It's it's helped a lot and, and just, um, yeah, we need to get back to the village. I think we need to get back to having multiple generations around each other so we we could get the support we need and we don't always get what we need from our parents our parents are too busy raising us that's what aunts and uncles and cousins and and neighbors and and friends that's they're supposed to fill in the gap so maybe we just all need to start um sticking together and fill in the gaps yeah i like that and that's that's a, a good key to, to um, end on to just have that and embrace, embrace other women and, and, you know, friends and, and a lot of, you know, and, and I know that for me, that the biggest thing today is to really, you know, want to give my mom a call, like do whatever I can to kind of like build that back up. Maybe, you know, because all of, it's all not- of the pain aside, that's the only mom you're going to have. And if, right, if yeah. she does want to be your mom, she doesn't want to be in your life. Drop, drop your guard just a little bit mm-hmm. enough to have the relationship. It may not be the exact one that you want, but I swear to you, my mom and I went back and forth. I love the hell out of her, but Oh, she drove me crazy too. And I would give anything to have one more conversation. I don't care what it would be about. Mm-hmm. So yeah. just, Try to keep that in mind. Forgiveness is huge. Forgive yourself, forgive her. And that doesn't mean you forget. It doesn't mean you're not damaged. It doesn't mean anything, but it's just a way to, to move on and have some sort of relationship with her. I need that. You do need that. Mm-hmm. Do. I do. I need it. And, and I know that, that that's going to make the, the biggest change for me because, you know, I, I don't want to ever feel that, you know, I, I know right now that I'm losing time that I could be 
you know, having like making new memories and a you know, and and yeah. loving her. And and it, there's going to be a time where I won't have it anymore, and and I don't want that just to still be holding on to that, you know. Yeah, because you know, you're you as we as we hold on to stuff, we victimize ourselves. Yeah, and true. I'm kind of done with that bullshit. I've I've been a victim long enough, you know. <laughs> And I know you have been too. You talked about it as well. So we need Mm -hmm. to find, we need to find the power that is who we really are and run with that. Yes. I like that. I love that. But having said that, Rob, I think we need to wrap it up and, and I'm sorry today was kind of a heavy conversation, but I'm not sorry because I think we need to talk more about it. And I think we need to start um, being honest. And so having said that, that's that's all I got for you tonight, Rob. <laughs> well, I kind of agree. I'll since I've been quite quiet today, I'll give you my opinion since this is an opinion show. Okay. Karina, Karina, sometimes we are unfortunately in an ocean and we get caught up by riptides. And the only thing that you can do is swim. Mm-hmm. And I think that as long as you continue to swim, which I think in your case should probably be therapy and a support group. Mm-hmm. Um I think support group would probably be your best bet. Get around people that things have happened to them uh, similar to yours. So you can tell your story. The more you tell your story, the better you're going to feel that it's not locked up inside. Mm -hmm. Um, That's just my opinion. I'm not a doctor, but look, we all have to release things. And um, with your mom, I would say that's something you should do with support. You should take her, Mm -hmm. listen to other people's stories. You got, you got to build that bridge back. And that's really all I can pretty much say about that. Yeah. And on that, Mm -hmm. we will uh, bring you back. We'll have you on for another show. And I'll do the closing numbers for this show today. As always, this is an opinion show. So you can catch us on all the platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and now on iHeartRadio. This is Opinion Show. Don't get it twisted. Just remember that we're here for everybody. Please continue to listen to the show. Share it. Send the links to all your friends and come back in a week. Thank you, Karina. Thank you, Miss Tina, as always. And we'll see you in a week. Good night. Good night.